He moved from Jacksonville to Tampa. And he was living on his friend's couch. And he made 300,000 in one year. So that like immediately intrigued me. I mean, there's hundreds of niches within this business model. That's why I respect you so much. Like you brought Dano on a completely different business model. You're open yeah. to your listeners and same thing. Like this business model might work for some people. Our business model might work for some people. I know we have people doing Infobots and doing our strategies as well. But at the end of the day, lands land and you just gotta find a way to make it work. Like there's there's money to be made in it for sure. Uh, one of my students, one of the first members to make six figures. But when she started, you know, she had $300, right? I told her, you know, I charge 300 for a 30 minute consultation call. She took that leap of faith. She got the game. The next day, y'all, she got a deal for 9,500. She went ghost. Now I'm like, oh damn, she just blew the money. Like I haven't heard from Jazz. Now I get a call from Jazz and she's like, yo, Eli. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investing Podcast. Today, we got Eli Bryant with us. Eli, I was on your show about six months ago. I'm happy to have you here today. Welcome, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. For all those who haven't heard you, I just want to start with, uh, you do a little bit, you do land. We're talking land here, right? Mm -hmm. But you do a little bit of a different business model than what we do with the rural vacant larger lots. Let's just start with an intro with your background, your past, and where you are today. Yeah, so my name is Elijah Bryant, for the people that don't know, uh, from Staten Island, New York. Now I live in Tampa, Florida. You know how I got here, crazy story. But to sum it up, I came down here to work for another real estate company. You know, worked for them for a little bit, you know, got my sales training, and then I started doing it myself. That first year, this was 2020 pandemic, I was doing houses. You know, at the end of that year, it started slowing up. So I seen a group of people doing land in Tampa. So that's kind of when I converted into the land space. And from that point, it was just deals back to back to back. It was a much simpler process than the houses. Yeah, what got you to move down to Florida? Yeah, so Dan, he moved from Jacksonville to Tampa, and he was living on his friend's couch, and he made 300000 in one year. So that, like, immediately intrigued me. You were like, sold. Yeah, I got to do this. I got you. So what did you learn? Like, you said you were working for another wholesaling uh, houses company, right? Mm -hmm. What what do you what'd you learn from that that you brought over to your current position? Oh, uh, so sales. Yeah. So I never had, like, a sales job growing up. So I learned that. I had to actually connect with the seller, not just read the script, but, you know, my tonality. I had to build rapport. If they're mentioning something like they like baseball, I'm going to mention something about baseball to build rapport. So that's what I learned from Dan. I'm just curious because you, you have an education company now and we preach how important sales is just for people coming in and trying to do land. Is that one of the main pillars you see, like people with very strong sales skills come in and crush it? Yeah. If you got sales training, this is the business for you. Yeah, this is this is you will kill this because it's a simpler process. You know, the sellers, uh, these vacant landowners, they own the land years ago. You know, they bought it for dirt cheap. So when you contact them and you're making your offer and you're building rapport with them, they're going to work with you. They like yeah. uh, people like working with people they uh, could relate with. Exactly. We always see like Ron and I always talk about the most successful people that come in are super aggressive on the phones and just. They don't care. They don't care about being rejected. They're just relentless on the phones. And those are the people who we really see the crusher, right, Ron? Yeah, and so many deals are lost by people being scared to negotiate. People like someone asked for $20,000 and maybe the deal works at 15 and they're scared to shoot the number 15. Like shooting the number, Eli, yeah. is such an important thing that I think a lot of people don't do right now. And you need to because it is becoming more competitive. There's more people in the industry. But uh, is that like your most successful students that you're seeing or like they're just, they're, they're killers? 
Yeah, the people that could get the sales training quick, Yeah, those are usually the people that close the deal in 30 days. Yeah, exactly. What, what do you say to people who come in and they're like engineer-minded? I mean, I'm sure you've seen them. They're just not good on the phones. They're not good. Like, What's your opinion on someone going from that D-minus to a B-plus salesperson? Yeah, so the people that have the engineer mind, we do a little bit different process for them. We start them with the disposition process, so selling the deal, so connecting with uh, you know, people within the group, Connecting with builders, uh, you know, running the numbers, finding the perfect market. So if I see 50 lots sold in Lehigh Acres and then the next month, uh, 75 lots sold and the price went up, that's mm. something that they're going to focus on, running the, those numbers so now the salespeople can make those offers. Makes sense. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, our, a lot of our audience is used to rural vacant land, sending offers for five acres, 10 acres, 50 acres, 1,000 acres, and really getting those subdivisions, things like that. That's that's. of our audience that's listening. Explain your business model a little bit from start. Yeah, so we focus on the builders first. So actually, we focus on the market first. I want to see where land is selling, infill lots specifically, right? And then once we find like a a market where at least 15 plus lots sold, if you could get 50 plus, that's even better. But 15 plus, that's a market we're going to focus on. So let's say Atlanta, Georgia, for example. Now we're going to reach out to builders. Right. We want to see what prices they're buying lots for, what zip codes they're focusing on, how many lots they're looking to buy in 30 days. Now, with that information, we know exactly what to offer the seller, the areas like the specific areas and how many lots our builder is looking to buy. Yeah. So now it's an easier process. It's like one, two, three. Like, I feel like I could teach a 10 year old. this. You know, <laughs> you're just connecting the dots. Yeah. With, yeah. So, uh, filling the orders. So you have you have builders lined up like that's st- step one, choose a market. Step two, contact some builders, find out what they're willing to pay for a lot in a certain area. Mm-hmm. And then step three, how are you reaching out to sellers? Is it texting? Is it cold calling? Is it a combination? Yeah. So my marketing funnels, I always start off with text messages. Right. Because when you text, you're only going to reach around 20 percent of people. So if I pull a list and it's a thousand records, 200 people. I may possibly contact, right, mm. that say yes or no, or maybe. Now, I want to cold call. I want to cold call the people that I didn't reach, those rest of that 800 people, right? So now when I cold call, I might reach probably a little bit more, like 400, right? So now there's still 400 people I did not contact. They did not hear my offer. We did not build a relationship. So that's when we send direct mail. But our mail, what we do is we send a Google Street View picture, of their lot. So I get a lot of times where a seller calls me like, yo, I'm calling you back because you actually went to go see my lot and took a picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ain't do that. <laughs> you know, uh, these services online, yeah. you know, allow us to make that happen. Who do you use for your mail? Uh, Yellow Letters HQ. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that guy, the owner on the podcast, I think like years ago. Yeah, so, use coupon code EDB. EDB. <laughs> you guys heard it. So you got a thousand p- records. You're gonna text them. You get 200 people that respond from there. Mm-hmm. Out of that 200 people, you have 800 that didn't respond. So you cold call those 800. Yep. Are you cold calling them yourself? Nah. So I got people uh, cold callers. Yeah, U.S. employees or U.S. based? Or uh, U.S. based. So I like to work with my mentees, people I teach the game, family yep. members. If you need to make some money in 30 days, holla at me. Gotcha. Okay. So mm-hmm. you got 800. Then you cold call them. And then of those that you don't reach, of that 800, maybe you don't reach 400 of them, then you send the direct mail. That's kind of the mail. I like that. That's cool. I want to talk a little bit about the um, reaching out to builders. What what are those conversations like? It's a simple conversation because builders are looking for deals. 
They don't want to contact the sellers. They don't want to negotiate the deals. So that's what the value that we bring. So the conversations is simple. You know, I seen that you was buying in this area. You know, we contact sellers. We negotiate deals. Uh, if you could give me your price, uh, I could bring you my best deals. Mm-hmm. And then from that, they give me the price. Then I ask about, like, what zip codes are you focusing on? How many lots you're looking to build? And then from that point, I already know what to look for. So it's nothing else I need to say. Yeah. Now I'm going to just bring you a deal whenever I negotiate those deals. So essentially, your sales arm for the builders then. Yep. You're just like their branch of salespeople. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how often do you bring a deal to a builder and they're like, no, that doesn't work for me? Or like, is it like you know what they're looking for and like, is it a certain percentage that the builder's like, no, that doesn't work for me? I mean, that happens because a lot of times there's a lot of like gopher tortoises, uh, endangered species that inhabit on this land. So sometimes these builders already know like, oh, this lot already yeah. been across our desk. Like mm. this has uh, tortoises. Yeah. So we don't want to buy it. So Got it. that happens. Tortoises. That was. A, I didn't. I didn't. That's never killed one of our. That's crazy. That's cool to know. Yeah. Um, I so guess the builders, the builders know Is all that a about that thing? stuff. Mm-hmm. Tortoises. That's a Florida thing. <laughs> Florida. And you're doing mainly Florida deals. Yeah. Got it. Infill deals. Anywhere specific you're doing? Uh, all over. All over. All to over. be honest. What was your first Florida deal? Point Siena. Where is that? Uh, Kissimmee, Florida. Kissimmee, Florida. Central Florida. You make money on it? Six thousand. Six thousand dollars in like three weeks, y'all. Crazy. Just went up from there. That opened your eyes up. So, yeah. what do those first contacts look like? Uh, those first SMSs. Is it just like, hey, I see you own this lot. I'm interested in potentially buying it. I can pay. Is it you can pay X dollars? What does that first reach out look like? Yes, yeah, very similar to that. Uh, certain words you don't want to put like offer, interested because they get flagged. Mm-hmm. So you just got to be creative. I can't give you exactly what we say because I don't want y'all to sound like me. But you know, you got to be <laughs> careful with the words you put and. That will give you a better contact rate. And then you, then they respond, and then you'll give them what you're willing to pay. Is that correct? Uh, so, no, we asked them, you know, uh, before I could give you an offer, we do have a couple qualifying questions. Do you have a minute or two? Got it. And then from that point, we asked them uh, certain questions. You want to get them on the phone? Uh, no, we asked them those questions through text as okay. well. And then once they're qualified, you get them on the phone? Mm. Depends. You can close deals try, over text messages. I try to close deals over text. You know, I'm a shy person. I'm an introvert. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. So when you're qualifying those, like what? It, how do you know if someone's interested or not? So over text? you want to ask them a couple questions, all right? I'm gonna give y'all the source right now. All Let's right? go. So the first question you want to ask them is this lot, you know, city water and sewer or well and septic, right? I really don't care. But the reason why I'm asking that is because if it's well and septic and you didn't install that septic tank, I'm going to make more money on the back end when mm-hmm. negotiating a deal. So if it's city water and sewer, you know, on to the next question. And if you don't know, okay, you know, we could reach out to the county and, you know, figure that out, right? The second question is the build the rapport question, right? You want to ask them, did you have plans on building on this lot? If they say, you know, this is where they talk, I was planning on moving to New York, but mm. didn't get time to do it. And then from that, that's when I'm building rapport, you know, saying something about New York, things like that. So now I got them comfortable. Now, right, I'm going to lead them on to the next question. You know, you know, if we agree upon a price, did you have a time frame you were looking to close by? Right. Usually they say ASAP, but if they say six to eight months, this is when I let them know, you know, my process. You know, typically we do close in 30 days. Uh, we are going to pay the closing costs. You know, with that being said, do you have a price in mind? Mm. And now from that point, this is how I get them to say their price first. And then from that point, it's game time. If you within five to ten, I'm going to negotiate you down. 
if you in my price range, I'm still going to negotiate <laughs> you down because I don't want to seem too thirsty and yeah. try to lock mm-hmm. up the deal. You know, I got to reach out to my manager, just make sure that this uh, is a price that we could do. But if we can, you know, what's the best price you could do? Can you meet us in the middle? This is how I'm going to get you down. And then from that point, and if you're way out of the range, basically, like, you know, our prices do increase month-to-month basis. So we'll reach back out to you when we are at that price, is, yeah. if that's okay with you. And then from that point, it's game time. That's sweet. So then you, is it an assignment that you have to the builder at that point? Like, you have these builders lined up, and I'm sure with how much, how many deals you've done, like, you have people you can go to fast and, like, get it locked up. Is yeah. that an assignment with those builders? Yeah, so if it's under 15000 it's an assignment. Over that, I usually double close. Reason being is because a lot of these builders are local yep. builders. They just aren't in the game, so they kind of do be hating sometimes. So to minimize that, I double close. But if you're starting out, you know, do an assignment, and if it does come to that point, get transactional funding. Got it. Well, I just want to ask real quick. So you said um, the builders are local, and you can they can be a little sketchy if you're doing an assignment at times, right? Mm-hmm. What, what does a double close do to prevent anything from happening? So the builder doesn't see how much you're making yeah. on the fee. It's non-disclosed. Mm-hmm. So they're going to see that. If it's an assignment, they're going to see that line on them on the hood. Yep, they're going to see that assignment fee, <laughs> 15000 to EDB. Yeah. They got to build a house to make fifteen grand for them. You exactly. just have to assign that to them. That's really cool. Um, how has the market affected this business model as far as like interest rates being high? I know lumber was insane a couple of years ago. Are builders building less or is it just you need the right connections? I know that top builders are probably building the same amount, but what has the market kind of affected this business model, if anything? So last year, 2023, uh, builders were buying a little bit less. They were still buying in bunches. You know, my builder still consistently sends me like 40 lots that they're looking to buy every single month. But some builders did back down, right? But now that interest rates is going down, I'm seeing that prices are starting to go up. Like already in January, in one of the areas I focus on, my builder increased his price from 100000 to 125000 So all those sellers that was like, we want $105,000. do not call us back until you're at 105000 Okay. Now I'm reaching back out. He's at one of, uh, 125000 and that's how I make 20000 So I've seen this happen year by year, right? When I first started, in 2021 with land, one of these areas was at 25000 And now, builders is buying lots at 125000 mm-hmm. Wow! So, I've seen multiple areas in Florida, North Carolina, you know, New Mexico, increase their prices. And that equity, that's how we can make money, you know, especially us, you know. Yeah. That's so true. And we, we talk about that in a lot of our, com- in our community. I said that a couple of weeks ago for 2024. Interest rates are going down. Prices are going to go up in 2024. And a lot of these sellers who weren't interested in selling in 2023, they have equity now. They have more equity now. So they're willing to, they might be willing to sell at that price. Are you giving these builders deals? Like if you were to buy this property and put it in the market, let's say that $125,000 property, would you get more than that? Or are these builders like, there's just not enough inventory for them to find on the market? That's a good question. So Now, you know, with experience and now that you have capital, right, this is when you could start listening because now you could take down the property. Now you could do your own environmental study and have everything lined up. So when you put it on the market, when a builder or a retail buyer is looking at it, you have everything lined up. So now they could just make a decision. So that is how we increased our fees uh, 
you know, over the last six months doing this business. So you, you're doing the studies? So putting it on the market. Okay. okay. Listing it on the MLS. Listing it on the MLS. And then you're going to end buyers plus builders plus everyone else. Everybody sees it. You like that strategy? I love it because this is how we could go into multiple different areas. Like we got a 20K deal in, it's crazy, right? I was teaching my cousin how to find a market, right? About two months ago, found this area in North Carolina. Like, know what? I'm going to actually try it. We pulled the list uh, January 1st, 2024. And now we got a 20K deal within the first week of pulling that list. Mm. So, like, the details is it's out there. You know, you just got to be in the game, stay patient, and continue to work at it every single day that everything is going to line up. This is a simple business, you know, we're just finding deals. Yeah. It's crazy how different our business model, like when you talk how different we're in the, we're both selling land. We're both buying and selling land, but how different the business models are. And it just shows like once you get in the game, there's so many different strategies. Mm-hmm. That's why I like to call it land investing and not a little specific niche. You have entitlements, you have subdividing, you have just buying and flipping, you have all, you know, people selling notes, all kinds of stuff. It's land yeah. investing. Like the, the sphere is so big. Yeah, exactly. There's, I mean, there's hundreds of niches within this business model. That's why I respect you so much. Like you brought Daniel on a completely different business model. You're open yeah. to your listeners and same thing. Like some, this business model might work for some people. Our business model might work for some people. Mm-hmm. Some people are going to be have their hands in both things. I know we have people doing InfoBots and doing our strategies as well. But at the end of the day, land's land, and you just got to find a way to make it work. Like there's, uh, there's money to be made in it for sure. Yep. Yeah, and I feel like people, I think what would be perfect is like you start with this and then you graduate into the acres, yep. and now you understand both, and now you a machine. Now you're getting money every single month. Exactly. You know, because I feel like we, with what you guys do, you guys are going to get bigger deals, mm-hmm. right? This is where you could get the 50, 100K deals, right? But you could co- uh, consistently get 5 to 10K deals doing yeah. what I'm doing. 100%. So if you got both, now you like Thanos. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. got everything. And you understand the business better, too. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing I said. There's so many different niches within the business, but it's also good to just kind of pick a niche and run with it instead of, because you can get distracted what I'm trying to There's people who come in and they're trying to go from thing to thing to thing instead of just learning that one thing, instead of just learning how to contact builders and, you know, sell land and flip land like you're doing, they start focusing. And that's when we really see people start to struggle is when they're kind of bouncing all over the place. Like, that. yeah, they go, they go that every little distraction, they go into it. Have you heard of this? Have you heard of that? hundred percent. Yeah. They, they yeah. try to do a hundred different things at once. Um, where do you kind of see the future of this business model going? You think it's different strategies change every year. Just like you said, like, okay, mm-hmm. now we're taking some deals down because we have some capital behind us, but strategies are going to change over time, but the business model is going to be the business model. But where do you see the next two, three years? I mean, me personally, I see myself building, Okay, you know, taking down the best deals and building on it. So now wow. I have multiple different strategies uh, within the land investing. I plan on doing acres as well. Mm-hmm. We took down acres in New Mexico, made 17000 And that was uh, fairly a simple process because once you have a realtor, once you have one realtor, that one realtor may have 100 buyers that their network has. So if you get two realtors within an area and they're pretty good, you got like a buyer for your deals. Mm-hmm. So now this is where we could look into acres. So I would just plan on doing multiple different things. You nice. know what they say, seven stream of income to mm-hmm. be a millionaire. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to have like 37 or 47, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, do, you have, do you have employees right now working with you or what's your systems look like? Yeah, I have about like 15 employees within my education and the real estate business. One main acquisitions manager that, you know, uh, basically trains all the cold callers. 
one main disposition that trains all the people that's finding builders, realtors in these different areas. Uh, had multiple VAs looking within the education business, doing the back end support and doing pulling lists, yep. all that for my real estate business. So what do you do then? You just overseeing everything, approving deals? Like what, what are you, what's your role? So my day to day is just being creative, you know, with the content. Yeah, you make a lot of content. He's got to be Eli. He just needs to be Eli. <laughs> I'm, I'm basically the investor now, yeah, you yeah. know? So now yeah. I'm pouring into my business, pouring into my team members, making sure I have A plus members on my team and just pouring into them and then just being creative, right? Making content, getting our message out. Because this is why I love what you guys do as well, because you guys are bringing awareness into this space, into this land investing mm-hmm. space. So that's what we need in this community. We need more people doing it because that's how we get a lot of deals. Yeah, We do a lot of joint venture deals. Same. So same the here. people that we teach the game, we also minimize their time on their learning process by partnering Partner. with us. Nice. On your educational company, let's let's talk about that a little bit. Like, what what point did you get started in that? How was that transition from land to education? Yeah, so, I mean, I I was always teaching people because I didn't really like having virtual assistants uh, in the Philippines, Kokong. Yeah. So this is where I'm teaching, you know, my cousins, my right. family members, friends, right? Teaching them the sales part of the game. From doing that, like started doing consultation calls and then those people started getting success. So from that point, I started building my education business with people that I taught the game. So a lot of people that you see on these uh, ads with me, these are people I taught the game, made six figures, and now they're partner, partnering with me within the education side to mentor, to teach people in our subscription, a subscription-based program and, you know, free classes every week. You like it? You like the education side? I love it yeah. because it brings more deals and it brings uh, not only profit, but impact. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I want to I want to impact the world. I want my name. I want my legacy to impact the world somehow. So I think that's with land now. And it's cool from seeing people, especially people, you know, go from struggling bill to bill, whatever their situation is to coming and flipping land, making some money and like seeing that whole journey from them knowing nothing to coming in. And we had, we had another land investor on the show. When was that last week? And that's one of the things that we told him. It's like, it was so cool that you can't beat. Cause he was asking us about the difference between the models. So it's like, you can't beat someone coming in knowing nothing with very little money to seeing them flourish like in a couple, in a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can I tell you one, uh, one story? So, Let's hear it. Uh, one of my students, one of the first members to make six figures, you know, shout out to jazz. But when she started, you know, she had $300, right? Wow. Or 500 actually. I told her, you know, I charged 300 for a 30-minute consultation call. This is how confident, especially at that time, 2021, that's how easy it was to get a deal, right? So she took that leap of faith. She got the game. The next day, y'all, the next day, she got a deal for 9500 right? OD happy, right? At the end of that week, she got two more deals. I think one for 12, one for six. At the end of that month, she made over 22000 right? She went ghost. Now I'm like, oh, damn, she just blew the money. Like, I haven't heard from Jazz. Eight months later, I'm walking into my office. You know, I got an iced coffee. I got a glazed donut. I'm happy, <laughs> right? So now I get a call from Jazz, and she's like, yo, Eli. And I'm like, yo, Jazz, you good? Like, everything good? Like, she's like, yo, bro. I just quit my job and I just passed the six figure mark in assignment fees. 
And I'm telling y'all, that was the best feeling in the world. It was better than me getting a 30K deal, a 40K. Like, helping somebody go from zero to 100 is the best feeling in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why impact is important. And now Jazz is still with you. And now Jazz living a high rise. We the same <laughs> building, neighbors. Yeah. Like, I follow it you guys. It don't matter who does it first as long as we all get there. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, that gave me a little bit of chills. And that's the crazy thing is, like, some of these most successful students you have, like, they disappear, and then you're like, oh, what happened? They go Where'd they go? Yeah. When they lose their, like you said, like, where they lose all their money, and then they come back, and it's like, yeah, I've done 25 deals in the last two months, yeah. and you see them in the <laughs> member success channel or something. Yeah. Yo. It's like, where have you been? I, I like yeah. hearing the stories, but it's really cool when they come back, and, like, that's an awesome story, man. Um, is that, like, what do people see in your program, like, the first couple months as far as that, like, are they getting deals really like that's the opportunity with what this is, Dan? I think it's like you can get deals really fast. Like I can I can pull a list right after this uh, right after this podcast and start mm-hmm. texting some people. I could maybe get a deal by tomorrow in uh, Info Lot in Florida. But what does that kind of look like the first few months? It's a big learning curve for sure. Yeah. So uh, what we do is we we do mindset training and we do land flipping training mm. every week. The reason why we do mindset is because a lot of people come in with the wages mindset. You know, they they believe if I put in this much work, I got to make this much money, right? And what I tell people is when you do wages, you're putting a ceiling on your income. So you want to change your mindset from looking at it from wages to profiting deals, looking for deals for rich people, basically. The rich people we use is the builders, right? Mm-hmm. So. I try to get them to change their mindset first. And now once I get them to change that mindset, the land flipping is much easier because now they know, all right, if this deal doesn't go through in my pipeline because of turtles, it's okay. I'm on to the next deal, right? I'm not being discouraged because I'm thinking it from a wage mindset. Like I put this much hours, I'm supposed to get this deal because it's in my pipeline. No, it's not a deal until that money is in your account. And there's so many deals out there. Like people get, Kind of, especially at first, emotionally connected. And I've, I remember being emotionally connected to certain deals and something happens and then you're bummed out. Mm-hmm. But there's so much land out there for more deals. You just got to keep moving forward and finding the deals. And yep. I think part of the mindset that we've been seeing that holds people back recently is like them making excuses as far as there being competition in the market. And you see that in Florida. We see You see it everywhere. Like wholesaling houses. You know what wholesaling houses was. It, today, it's way worse. But a couple of years ago, like it's crazy. Yeah. And um, if land gets like that, maybe it does eventually. I don't know, but we're far from that right now. But um, is that like one of the mindset things that people see? Like they, there are these sellers already talking to three other potential buyers. Like, do you see that a lot? Yeah, we actually got that today. You know, I was supposed to have a deal signed. Hopefully, he's signing while I'm on this. But he is. Uh, <laughs> so we were supposed to close that one, but he was like, you know, we're getting offers, we're getting this. But I'm just kind of letting him know that basically, like, we have track record, we have a website, we get deals done. We have the title company. You could reach out to them. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, we pay the closing costs. So we're actually saving you money. So this, and then putting some emotion behind that, yeah. this is how I'm going to get him back. So I'm probably going to make that call right after this. And yeah. sign. I need to record that live. Yeah. <laughs> Here, Eli, on the phone for sure. Yeah. Um, what's, your, what's your advice, Eli, for someone like looking to get in this business uh, and, and just land in general, whether it's that business, whatever it is, looking to get in this business, looking to kind of change their life for the better, whether they're working hourly somewhere, they have a W-2 that they hate, whatever the situation is, what's your advice for someone 
looking for a way out. You know the difference between mm-hmm. wholesaling and what this is. It's a wholesaling houses and what this is, but what's your advice for those people? I'll just say, you know, be curious. You know, curiosity, it it puts your mind in the, the frame like there's more to life. Mm-hmm. You know, I see Eli doing it. I see Dan doing it. You know, I see everybody else doing it. Why can't I do it, right? So now once you get that curiosity, put some action behind that. Get educated. You know, whether it's YouTube, free classes, paid groups, whatever. You know, get educated. Be in the community. And then from that point, you know the marketing methods, right? Text, cold call, direct mail, PPC. Do one of those and lock in for at least three months. Master it. And then from that point, you know, you should be at a deal or two. I like that. I like that a lot. I don't really have anything else to add around. No, I don't either. Uh, that's that's really good. The first barrier is like getting started. Like a lot of people just have trouble taking that first step. And I like mm-hmm. that. Be curious too, because that's cool. too many people aren't trying to learn. Like you got to learn in life, man. Like you, there's so much more to it. If you have a closed mindset in terms of learning or the inability to do that. Well, you get like, stuck in that rabbit hole of going down, getting your job, going mm-hmm. back home, getting in your routine. And then you just, your curiosity and everything just goes down the drain. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I get a lot of people in my ad comments like, oh, this is a scam. Yeah, He's just same. taking your money. He's doing this. Like, nah, bro, like <laughs> really made 25 yesterday. Like this is really <laughs> happening. So, you know, just... Be curious. Yeah, I like Be that. curious. There's people out here really making six figures a month, seven figures a month. Be curious. Be around those people. Yep. I like that. So where uh, where can people find you, Eli, if they're trying to? Uh, I know you're huge on social media. You got your social media guy here. <laughs> um, but uh, where can people find you? You know, shout out to Brody, my videographer. But <laughs> you can follow me at Thy Book of Eli on Instagram, Elijah Bryant on Facebook, EDB Academy on YouTube. And tap in with us, man. If you want to make some six figures, flipping land, you want to change your life, tap in. Tap in. Well, thanks for being here, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. This was amazing. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. As always, thank you for joining. Please do us a huge favor and like and subscribe our YouTube channel and share this with a friend. It really means the world to Ron and I, but more importantly, it could help change the life of someone else. Thanks for joining, and we'll see you next episode.